You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now it's time for the Scores Bears postgame show with Molly from the Molly and Haw Show and former Bears long snapping Iron Man Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans, always live on the free Odyssey app. Well, that got a little bit ugly. It's Molly and Patrick Manley here on the postgame. I don't know, Patrick. I thought that was a touchdown, frankly, um, at the end of the game there. But it, it, I guess, early in the fourth quarter. But it doesn't really matter. That, you know, we'll go over the numbers. We'll talk about it. But I don't think you want to hear any of them. <laughs> no, I've been looking at them here, trying to get them all together for this post game show, and they're just ugly. I mean, the only good numbers are David Montgomery, but there's too many three and outs. There's just too many problems that happen in this game that reminded me of the offenses of the past where. On first down, you gave up a sack on one of the three and outs. On another one, you had a drop pass by Cole Komet on a first down. Mm-hmm. And the other one, you have an offside. So you start with first and 15, and that's three or four first uh, three and outs. And you can't have those negative plays to start the drives. And just was kind of gross to see that offense kind of rear its head, you know, in the first half. And I liked what I saw in the running game in the second half. But the running game for the Green Bay Packers, that's the difference in this entire story. Oh, boy. Uh, the Bears, you know, did you catch the number of that uh, truck that hit them? I mean, they, they had tire tracks on them at one point. Um, and, you know, the Bears the Bears did a good job of running the football uh, on that drive that ended at the goal line. But um, for the most part, they just you, – you're not going to win very many games where you spend uh, that length of time without a first down. Yeah, you're not. I mean, that just – it was – it was just kind of gross to see that offense. I was hoping for some progression, some improvement from what we've seen in the past. I wanted to see Justin Fields be more decisive in the passing game, and he just doesn't seem like he's when he's when he does when he does get to throw it. I think he threw it only eleven times a day, but when he does get to throw it, it doesn't seem like maybe nobody's open. I want to see the all twenty-two more to see the the routes and everything, but it just doesn't seem like he's very de- decisive in where he wants to go with the ball. Um, it's just. It just wasn't pretty, you know. Like I said, it's just it's too bad there were too many mistakes that they put upon themselves. You know, right. these weren't just players making. This is not just making, uh, you know, action mistakes. These are mistakes they 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 can't happen in pre-snap and things like that. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. We're going to take your phone calls. We'll let you uh, tell us what you saw. I I think that. Um, Patrick, we've seen this game before. I mean, when you look at the final score, 27 to 10 would say blowout. Um, it was more competitive than that, and the Bears did a good job uh, early on. But when you 
you know, I, I don't have the fumble numbers. Uh, excuse me, excuse me, the the penalty numbers in front of me. But when you, um, they, they're the the discipline that they had showed seemed to disappear. Yes. I, I mean, and some of it was crazy calls, but some of it was kind of crazy on their part. And there was, um, there, you know, they they. They did some decent things, but I never really felt that they were in the game, right? I mean, at 10-7 to 7 maybe, but that was about it. No, and, I, you know, when they got down to the goal line, they would have made it a one-score game if they do right. get it in there. And that's when I was like, okay, maybe something can happen. Maybe the second half happens like it did against the 49ers game. But, no, I didn't feel comfortable at all until that moment when it was fourth and inches and they couldn't get the ball in. But, no, it just – they got outplayed by a, a better team. I thought the, the Green Bay Packers played better than they thought they would. And I just, I'm really shocked at how well they ran the ball. I really am. I, I thought they would have a little bit better. The Bears would have a little bit better plan, a little bit more activity, uh, tackle a lot better <laughs> than they did. I think that's a huge issue in this game as well. I mean, how many times I was listening to the Joniak call while I was watching the game, and he just kept saying, miss tackle, miss tackle, miss tackle, miss right. tackle. And right. it was all over the place, and it was everybody. I mean, Kyler Gordon. Oh boy! Welcome to the NFL. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough yeah. game for him. You know, he yeah, missed he, he missed a lot of tackles. Was not very good in coverage, and the one that kind of surprised me, and maybe it's because he didn't get a lot of preseason reps because of his hold in, is Roquan Smith. Yeah. You know, this is a game where you know if you want to be the All Pro and that that top paid linebacker, when they're going to rush this many times at you with these running backs, this is the game you have to step up and be the leader of that defense and make the big tackles and not to tackle seven or eight yards down the field. But at the line of scrimmage, you know, th- those are the plays where he needs to step up and and be that all-pro, Pro Bowl linebacker. Yeah, the uh, the Packers rushing totals here, 38 carries for 203 yards, hmm. 203 yards. Um, obviously, uh, it was Aaron Jones with 132 yards on 15 carries. That, that was far too easy. Um, 8.8 average per yeah. carry. That, that's 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 sick. I mean, really, there's no way around it. Now, you know, one was 36 yards, but uh, but uh, 61 yards for uh, Dylan, uh, AJ Dylan, and then uh, Rogers carried five times for 10 yards. So uh, that told a lot of the story. Listen, the Bears, they you know they had their own rushing totals were pretty good. 15 carries, 122 yards for David Montgomery. But but they had the 28-yarder followed by the 27-yarder, or was it the other way around? And then they have a false start. So mm-hmm. that was frustrating to watch. They, as you say, ended up going down to the to the uh, uh, to the um, goal line. But um, what are you going to do? I mean, I, I don't know that I understood. I don't. Well, I know that I didn't like them being in shotgun on no. the goal line. I thought we had decided that. <laughs> When you're going to run the football, you were going to run the football, and if you're going to do a quarterback snake, why start it six yards behind the the goal? It made no sense to me. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of that that play call as well. And the other one is they'd been running the ball to the right side pretty well most of the game, and run something there with the fullback. You know what I mean? Run just run the old I formation power power play toss player whatever with the fullback out there. And I, I'm not a fan of that call when you do run a shotgun like that. I mean, I guess it was kind of a quarterback power play, but. It just obviously didn't work. I mean, there was a little bit of a hole there that maybe Justin Fields could have cut back in the backside A-gap or the frontside A-gap, I think I said it been. But, you know, it, it just didn't work out. But I, I, the other things I want to talk about too, Molly, is the, the first half, just some of the stats that I wrote down. It, it was ugly in the first half. 17 yeah. offensive plays for the Bears. 
to 40 offensive plays for the Green Bay Packers. You know, three three and outs. The Bears only had four first downs. Green Bay Packers had 17 first downs in the first half. That's kind of when the game was lost to me. That just they, they were putting it on them, and, and it just it was ugly. I mean, the three three and outs is bad, but 17 offensive plays, and then also with you know Justin Fields only throwing the ball 11 times. They just didn't have had a lack of total plays. I don't know what the total plays is now after the entire game, but the first half it just you know they didn't have the ball enough. They kept giving it back to the Packers, and they were doing what they were doing. Yeah, um, Justin Fields was 7 of 11 yeah. for the game. I mean, that's crazy. He has 28, 28 pass attempts in two games. Yeah, that's insane. I, you know, as much as I want to see him run the ball, I yeah. still think you, you have to pass it a little bit more. But again, that's themselves hurting. That's hurting themselves by not having enough possessions or enough plays to rack up the pass plays right. to add that to the run game. Yeah, they, they – um, they did not have a first down until was it the second possession of the second half? They went, they went from their opening possession to then again getting a first down in the second possession of the second half. I mean that that's insane. Mm-hmm. That's just crazy. Yeah, it, it, it just doesn't seem. I mean, first of all, you're not going to win very many football games in that fashion, frankly. No, but, uh, you know, come on. Well, I mean, even. It, it, frustrating it is and you just go back to the number of total plays so against the 49ers they had 56 total plays mm-hmm. 49ers had 67 and this week they only had 41 offensive plays and the green bay packers had 66 and that's just the offense you've got to get first downs you've got to you know get more plays and, and give yourself a more plays to score more plays to make yardage and they're, and they're not doing it they're not making enough first downs right now yeah, that's really uh, it's really it's a pity, and and some of these numbers are awful. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven, and you know the the worst numbers are the ones that uh, that you know the collected numbers of Aaron Rodgers, which you put a ban on earlier, and and will stay away from. <laughs> it that. still uh, makes me sick. It makes me it, ill. It makes really, my water here still taste terrible. Yeah, it's beyond <laughs> belief, frankly. That, that he has dominated you in that fashion. I mean, it's just it's just downright depressing. It, it doesn't make an ounce of sense. No, it's just, it is depressing, and it's just unfortunate they they've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back to back. And yeah. Aaron Rodgers seems like he corrected his ills that he had last week with those receivers. Got you know Sammy Watkins deep late, mm-hmm. uh, which sealed the game. And there's some other plays that did, this this passing game looked a lot different than what they did against the uh, the, the Vikings last week. Yeah. They looked like a significantly better team, yes. frankly. All right, 312-644-6767. We'll start the conversation with Chris. Chris is in Evanston. We should let you know that the score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download that BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Hey, Chris. Hey, y'all, what's going on? What the Matt Nagy's going on around here? Uh, <laughs> I, I can't oh. believe that uh, I, I've been loving this coach, you know, last week. Yeah. The very first play of the game, he went empty. I was about to lose my mind. He redeemed himself the rest of the game. All this this whole week, he's, he's making calls. I love everything he did. And then I'm seeing fourth and an inch and a half at the goal line. And we're in shotgun, and I, I promise you, we need to do a seance or something because Matt Nagy put a hex on us, man. He took control of all those coaches and said, I'm not going to let y'all make a logical call. We're going to go shotgun and fourth on an inch and a half at the goal line. In addition to that, 
as a lifelong Bears fan, I cannot stand that every time we play the Packers, the refs refuse to give us the opportunity to just play the game and let the results happen. But but I'm I love what I saw in in, in the sense that take away that one play at the goal line. Yes, our young guys are hungry, they're thirsty, they're going in there, they penetrated, they missed. That's going to happen to young guys, but they're going after it. They're not scared to try to make a play. Eddie Jackson, who I've been trying to cut and release and trade for the last two years, played an outstanding game. No one's going to talk about that until you look at the All-22 because he didn't have a turnover and all this stuff. He was everywhere he needed to be. He was making plays, doing his thing. Uh, we can win this division. I'm not saying we're going to because of we need to execute, but, hey, I mean – I, I was with you in the pregame, Manly. I thought we were going to win this game. <laughs> Thanks, I was hopeful. Chris. I was hopeful until that fourth down call and they didn't get it in there that maybe they could turn around the second half. But I don't think there's any way they can win this division. I just think their talent, the lack of talent is, yeah. is really is what killing them. And, you know, you saw Kyler Gordon today play like a rookie. Aaron yes. Rodgers used him like a rookie, and that's unfortunate. But like I said earlier in pregame, or the pregame too, I want to see him grow from this. This is going to be a big learning experience. He's going to play a lot of other quarterbacks uh, in this league that are pretty darn good, and he you know, he did not show up today. He did not show up in the run game. He just seemed like he was he, he was not the same Kyler Gordon as last week. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because of who Aaron Rodgers is. Maybe he was you know, abusing him a little bit with his eyes and you know, was hitting him with those quick, quick slants and looked like he was just lost out there. He played, just played like a rookie. Yeah, and I mean, certainly we've seen a lot of rookie corners play pretty poorly uh, in Chicago. That that's not an insult to anyone. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. you know, there's a there's a reason that uh, that rookies are rookies. You know, there there's going to be uneven performances, and he had a bad game, but hopefully he can get better. But he did. I mean, he he did look completely lost in coverage there, and and there were a couple of times where. You know, you mentioned, you know, you trying to set the edge and they yep. actually showed one on TV where he just kind of got locked inside and, and, you know, run past. I don't know how else you'd describe it. But, um, I, you know, Donnell Wolford was a rookie under Ditka and, and it was awful. And then he came back. And, yeah, I just think that when you're when you're a rookie, you're going to have some uneven performances. I try not to get too worked up about it. I thought that Braxton Jones – had some moments, and then he had some moments where he was beaten, and he yes. gave up another sack. Yes. So that's going to be a weekly occurrence, apparently. Um, I, I just think it's difficult for these guys. They're just kind of thrown into the fire, and, and you know, it's it's one thing to be at home with the weather conditions helping you and the crowd on your side. It's another thing to be up in Lambeau with that crowd. We, we talked to uh, Mark Grody before the game, and everybody was already crazed, and that was well before the start of the game. So, I think it was uh, it was a big a big moment, a big place, national television. It's it, it's a tough one. Yeah, it it is, and it's 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 a great learning experience for him. And you know, he's going to look back on it, and he, he hopefully he learns from it and gets better. But uh, you know, I think anytime you're a rookie DB going against Aaron Rodgers up there at Green Bay, that's that's a tough task, very tough task, even when you don't have Devontae Adams. Yeah, it's, that is definitely tough stuff. All right, we're uh, we're going to get to all your phone calls, 312-644-6767. We're going to take a quick timeout. We'll be right back with you. It is the post game, and it was a bad 
hopefully the post game will be better than the game. But uh, the, we're, we're hopeful for the post and for your contributions. But goodness gracious, there was a loss of hope there at one point in that game. Hopefully, Very much so. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll, we we'll bring it here. We'll bring it tonight. We'll there bring it go. for the post game. 312-644-6767. He's Pat Manley. You're listening to the score. Fields has Montgomery to his left. Equimania St. Brown to the left side of the formation. Mooney in the right slot. Here's the snap. Quarterback keeper. Fields working his way towards the goal line. He is turned away by Greenberg. Turned away. Not enough mustard. On the push up front. And the Bears are stopped on fourth and inches. They pulled out Lucas Patrick. They couldn't clear enough space. We're back with more of the Scores Bears postgame show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long snapping Iron Man Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670, The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Oh, yes, indeed. It's the postgame, and uh, that play was um, that was a strange call, frankly, uh, Patrick. And, and I, you know, let's be honest about it. That, that was um, something that I thought we'd seen enough of. I, I just, you know, I, I complained about it after watching Denver um, last week. Um, I, I just can't stand when you're in short yardage. Be in short yardage. Go after people. You know, block somebody. Make it mano a mano. You got a big, strong guy in Justin Fields, and let him let him take the ball and go. And, and instead, he's like picking and looking. And you know, frankly, if they had called that a touchdown, then the replay would have would have held up. But they didn't, so it didn't hold up because there was not enough evidence to overturn it. But it looked like. The ball may have broken the plane. Uh, it was in his left arm. It was hard to tell, but they did look at it, and uh, and they didn't get the benefit of that call. Yeah, it's just it's, it's unfortunate. You know, if it would have worked, you said, hey, what a brilliant play call, right, if he walks right. in, if they do block it up better. But I agree. I agree. It just I guess what they're thinking, get the ball in your best athlete's hands and see what can happen. But I don't like the design of the call. I don't like the design of the play. I would rather – what I saw most of the game is when they were running right, they were moving people off the ball, both with Lucas Patrick and Tevin Jenkins then at right guard. I thought more so with Tevin Jenkins, and obviously Lucas Patrick was in. He was the guard that was pulling. But I would have liked something going over the right side. I think Larry Borham and Tevin Jenkins, they move a lot of large people. They're very large humans, and they can move a lot of large people. <laughs> and I would have liked to have a play running behind them. But I understand it was Lucas Patrick's time to be in there. But um, – well, speaking of Lucas Patrick as well, and I can't wait to really break down this tape, it looked like to me he struggled in pass protection early, a lot. He was giving up a lot of pressure. And I want to see what Tevin Jenkins did. I don't think he did as bad as Lucas Patrick. So I'm wondering if they're going to – how they – well, we talked about the pregame. How are they evaluating this? Are they evaluating him to compete against Tevin Jenkins as the right guard, or are they just getting him reps to get, to get ready to move to center? But uh, I'm really looking forward to kind of breaking those two guys down after this week, after seeing this game and as many rush attempts they had and as many uh, plays that both those guys had in there to, to see which one had a better game and to see where Lucas Patrick moves in the future. They love him. I mean, yeah. they, you know, they, they paid him and, uh, and they're going to play him. And I, I think maybe I'm wrong, but I think they're trying to, to get him ready to take over from Mustafa. I just don't know how I feel about that, frankly. And, um, you know, you can never have enough good players and you can never have enough 
competition among uh, those players, but I'm just very curious to see exactly what they're doing and, and trying to get done. So. Well, that, that's another thing I want to look at, too, because we talked about it in the pregame. Sam Mustafer has an opportunity right now to, to yep. keep his job. Yeah. And to me, he played pretty well last week, and I really want to break this one down. It looked like he played well this week as well. Mm-hmm. And he was going against Kenny Clark and some good players in there in the middle with the Green Bay Packers D-line, and he seemed like he played pretty well um, up front. That was one of my thoughts, uh, Patrick, when they started to move on that drive where they were running the ball. I don't even know if they threw a pass on that drive. I was wondering if that was conditioning, if hmm. the Bears, you know, with their with their you know be prepared uh, mentally and physically, if they were better prepared physically than the Green Bay Packers. At least that's what I was hoping. Yeah, I mean, you could say that, but then was the uh, Green Bay pa- Packers offensive line more conditioned than the Bears' D-line as well? Oh, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, uh, I'll take that back. Just on the one drive. Right, I right, right. later in the game. No, it did. It. They did. They, they, they but, you know, that's that's the thing yeah. is the run game can wear on you and wear yeah. on you, and they did it the first half, and they brought it out the second half, and they did start wearing on them. But they, they lost the line of scrimmage for a lot of that game, both oh, sides of the yes, ball, frankly. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. All right, let's get back to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. Frank is in Bolingbrook. Brooke, good morning. How you doing, Frank? Hey, what's up, Super Bowl, Super Bears? I'm actually with my buddy Dave, and today's my birthday. Who cares? Uh, oh, he does, apparently. So, first off, guys, I'm going to tell you <laughs> one thing. The last caller stated that we're one play away. We weren't. We're about 20 no. plays away from winning today. Secondly, Fields cannot, and I, I'm going to repeat this, cannot read the defense. Uh, thirdly, the coaching staff needs to play Tecmo ball. You do not – there's no play in a half-yard line that you do a quarterback sneak and a shotgun. Lastly, I'm going to tell you right now, the Bears are going to get great. Unfortunately, Virginia passes away. Sorry to say that, but that's it. Super Bowl, Super Bears, my ass. <laughs> Happy birthday, Frank. Yeah, at least he had a good time tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike yeah. the Bears did. And he and Dave are having some fun, so God bless them. <laughs> Um, it, it, Fields was very good. It wasn't a good game for Justin Fields. And, um, you know, there were, again, I think we've been saying this about his career. There were some good moments, but the, uh, all, altogether, it wasn't a very good game. No, I agree with that. And, you know, I'm not a quarterback guru and I do want to talk to somebody and really find out, is he really struggling reading defenses? Cause he just doesn't look decisive. There's times, you know, the pocket, you can't stand in the pocket forever. Pocket's right. about three and a half, four seconds. And there's sometimes he gets back there and it gets to four seconds and he still doesn't have any idea where to go with the ball. Is that because the guys aren't open or is that because he doesn't know where to go with the ball? And that's, that's one thing I do want to figure out. And we need to know that as Bears fans and the Bears organization needs to know that as well. That's part of his evaluation that we all have for him. Is he going to be that franchise quarterback? And if you can't read the defense and you can't be decisive, then you're not going to be an elite quarterback. Right. I just, I don't, I don't see that. I just, you know, I just, I don't see him doing that. Yeah, we, we talked about it in the pregame, this idea that things have to be in time, on time, and that's, you know, one, two, three, throw. That's mm-hmm. not, you know, figuring out that you're going to spin around someone. And you know, and that, that can work, and that can help, but everything in time, on time is, is what they strive for. And um, you just can't rely on an offense that needs a play to break down to have success. So – it's something to consider. No question about it. We'll keep a close eye on it. Well, how, how about these stats? In two games for Mooney and Komet? Yeah. Mooney has five targets, two catches for four yards. Yeah. Komet has two targets, zero catches, zero yards. 
Well, he could have had a catch. <laughs> he should have had a catch. Could have got up. <laughs> would have turned it into second and five or second and four. Yeah, and that's what it turned into second and ten. That was another three and out. Yeah, that that's you know, frankly, those are Allen Robinson numbers. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, being honest. Yep. Steven is listening online in Columbus. Hey, Steven. Hi, guys. How are you? Been better. Well, any good feeling from uh, week one certainly kind of went out of the window tonight. I think Matt Eberflus faces his biggest uh, challenge. You know, it's not just Eberflus, but, of course, Luke Getze. I- I'm really, really starting to see that both Getze and Nathaniel Hackett is a, a, a mediocre coach without Aaron Rodgers to a degree. Oh, of course, Hackett is a head coach, so obviously that's a different story. But, you know, we saw similar tendencies with Nagy going cute and everything. But And I'm seeing that with Getze on that fourth down call. And also the um, the tendency to get away from the run, as well as trying to run on second and long situations all night. We saw that last last week in that monsoon. But obviously the Bears have a serious talent deficiencies that's probably too much to overcome even with the scheme changes and everything that's one thing i think all of us probably learned tonight in a hard way and i think it's unfair to properly judge fields with just 11 passes you know i mean what are you what are you going to evaluate you know on on that you know i know a lot of people are probably jumping off of his bandwagon right now but you know, Mooney and Komet certainly didn't distinguish themselves, and 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 I'm really, really worried that, that we're just going to have to play perfect every single week, which is literally impossible uh, with this talent. And sure, I mean, they might be able to steal a few wins here and there, but tonight just was a reality check for the Bears, and I'm sure Ryan Poles probably realizes just how bad of a talent that this team has right now, and and you know, yeah. Thank, I, thanks, I Stephen. I, I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I think we knew mm-hmm. that there was a talent gap, and we saw it in in week one, and we saw them win anyway. And maybe the weather had something to do with it, but they still, you know, they still believed. I'm not ready to to say Luke Getzey is it ran a, a you know Nathaniel Hackett game plan. I mean, I, there was one play I didn't agree with. I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to get done. And um, and how he's mapping it out, but I, I think it's really difficult to put together a game plan against the team that has superior talent. Yes, I think the biggest thing is, and I wrote here, just you got to play clean. Yeah, you have to play clean. You have to, right. like they did last week, limit the penalties, stay ahead of the chains. They at least in the second half, and they didn't do that. They shot themselves in the foot on three of those three and outs. Yeah, they had seven penalties for whatever the yardage was. And they had, you know, timely penalties, and they gave up sacks as well. So there's things that they have to play a clean game. They have to stop the little things like that that are going to hurt you to be able to win, especially against the Packers team that has the talent that they have. Um, let's try Evan. Evan is in Naperville. Hey, Evan. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hey, thanks for the call. Uh, just want to talk. Tonight was the first time. I feel like in Justin's young career where I've lost a little confidence in him. And I'm specifically talking about uh, the sacks he took tonight. I think Pat mentioned that earlier. 
holding the ball in the pocket for as long as he did, just the unawareness of the offensive line or the defensive line coming at him. You know, I know we're not working with the best talent, but you know, you see Rodgers moving up, throwing the ball away, throwing it at receiver's feet, throwing it out of bounds when he's outside the box. Um, I know one play in particular, there's a screamer off the left side. Uh, you know, I saw Justin maybe acknowledge him while he was kind of turning back, and I thought maybe, you know, it's a one-on-one kind of in the open field. We've got an athletic quarterback. Could he get out of it? Maybe could he make a guy move, uh, make a move, get, get, get away from that stack, but he ended up taking that one as well. So just some, you know, disappointment in his ability to not, you know, it's one thing to not hit wide receivers. It's one thing not necessarily make plays, but taking those sacks was brutal in some of those, some of those drives. Well, he took three sacks for 22 yards, and, and the Bears got to Rodgers three times for 23 yards. So I, I don't know that it was, you know, I, you know, the, as I said, on the one, Braxton Jones, the guy ran around him, right? Yep. And, then, and then came back, and, you know, there wasn't much you're going to do on that. Um, I think there was another play where they were – it was like a running play where the guy ran around him, and he let the guy go, and the guy caught uh, fields from behind, mm-hmm. right? So I, I just – I don't know. I, I don't know that I'm going to blame everything. I, I'll have to watch the game again. It, it, you know, that is awful to have 11 attempts in a game, and th- that is because you can't get anything going and you can't sustain any any um, first downs. Yeah. So you know, you, the first the the first drive of the game, they go down and they score and they get some some uh, first downs. Then it's you're into the second half before you have another first down. <laughs> it was I mean, just that's ugly. awful. I mean, that's really forty-one ugly. total plays. So the offensive meetings tomorrow are going to be extremely short, <laughs> or or really long with a little bit of plays that you're going over being being corrected as much as they should be. Um, wow, one thing cool. I want to tell you: the, the the sack that Preston Smith had on on Justin Fields. That's the one that was the open field sack. I yes. thought that that's Preston Smith is a darn good football player. Yes, and I think a lot of the defensive ends are going to be coached and are coached to play Justin Fields that way on those play action boot plays. So he, he didn't really come up the field and give him a way to, you know, spin out like you've seen him do it. He yep. just kind of slow played it and just kind of walked up on him and, and was able to, you know, kind of maintain the, the contain and then just kind of got up on him right when he was trying to boot out. And I just thought Preston Smith made a, he made a very, very good play. Preston Smith is a good player there. Yeah, no question. They, they've got some highly paid good players uh, mm-hmm. and they get paid too. They get paid more than the Bears. But when, <laughs> when we, I think we've been over this before. 312-644-6767. Uh, was there anything you liked? Anything really stand out to you? They didn't score a ton, but they stayed at it a bit with the defense, and they did get uh, a couple of um, – they got a takeaway, and they mm-hmm. had a couple of big plays that, that prevented a lot of uh, – I don't know. I, oh, I'll uh, tell you this. I love the way yeah. David Montgomery ran the ball. Yes. I, I absolutely loved good. it. After yes. last week and watching him being indecisive and just not – didn't look comfortable, today he looked like the David Montgomery I think we were all hoping to see. All right. 312-644-6767. Yeah, he was definitely a highlight, and uh, there weren't many. It's uh, it's the post-game show. We're breaking down the Bears and another loss to Green Bay, another nationally televised loss at Green Bay. Good oh, God. Man. We'll be uh, We'll be right back here on The Score. <laughs> St. Brown to the left, stack line of scrimmage, two tight ends, right side, Montgomery, the lone back, snap, Fields, faking, now going to keep it to the five, diving for the end zone, he is in for the touchdown, touchdown Bears, 
Justin Fields in from three yards. We're back with more of the Scores Bears postgame show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long-snapping Ironman Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670, The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans, always live on the free Odyssey app. Yes, indeed, it's the postgame, and thanks a ton to WBBM, our sister station, for the highlights. You heard there the touchdown. Oh, for the glory days of the touchdown. Do you remember then? It was so wonderful. And that uh, those seven points uh, uh, were the Bears' um, nice drive. They they take uh, a 7-3 lead. Um, you, you thought to yourself, huh? Um, and then, uh, obviously, uh, they got a field goal after Rodgers. They, they got a fumble. Rodgers and, and A.J. Dillon kind of – ran into each other while uh, handing off and and uh, the ball hits the turf and uh, and Dominic uh, uh, Robinson is uh, quick enough to get to it and that was great the Bears come down the field and and manage the field goal out of that so that's their 10 points for the night um, they um, the Packers had another bizarre one where Josh Myers was snapping the ball and um, and uh, Christian Watson was it was was in motion, and the ball bounced off his arm and went right past uh, Aaron Rodgers. But they recovered the ball. The Bears didn't get to it. Yeah, they you know the Packers' offense didn't look as crisp as normal, but their no. run game sure did. <laughs> oh boy, their run game looked strong. It was it got ugly, you know, it got ugly early and it got ugly late. Just with that run game, there. I don't understand missed tackles. I understand those guys are good running backs, but there's guys that are wrapping up and falling off, wrapping up and falling off three or four at a time, and they're 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 getting big chunks of yardage. I don't know what the stat is. I would love to find it. Maybe I can find it before the show's over. But on their first down carries, they were averaging something like eight yards a run. It was something that was just crazy. And then you're going to get yourself in second and two or second and one. That's just it's a much easier way for Aaron Rodgers to run that offense. But their first down rushing attack was out, was just – was off the charts, and I think that that killed the Bears' running game. I mean, Bears' defense up front. It was just that was that's inexcusable. You can't have that. Well, and, and I mean, here's the thing, Pat. I mean, th- was that a surprise that they? No. I mean, they, didn't they say from the minute the game ended, uh, the flower came out and said we didn't get uh, we didn't get enough uh, 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 handoffs to AJ D- enough touches for for uh, Aaron uh, Jones and AJ Dillon. So you knew I mean this literally moments after their opening loss. They they knew they had to do that. They talked about it all week. I, I mean that was their game plan and when we talked in the pregame that that was the fear. You know, sure. you're worried that the Bears are they going to be able to stop the run cuz these guys are running at you. Yeah, and you know against the 49ers they didn't stop them. The first half they got killed the Bears yep. defense and then the second half they they stiffened up a little bit but you know, last week Green Bay ran the ball 18 times. Today they ran it 38. So he knew what he wanted to do, and I, it's just, I, I just a little uh, disappointed in the way Roquan Smith played. I thought, you know, this is a game where, you know, he, I guess he had a lot of tackles, but they weren't a lot of tackles near the line of scrimmage. Right. Um, and there were tackles with him, you know, on his back or falling backwards. And this is a game where, if, you know, like I said earlier, if he wants to get paid and be that top linebacker, this is a game that you you lean on a guy like him to take care of those running backs, and he didn't do it. The Bears open as a three-point favorite over Houston. Houston, Lovey Smith coming in uh, next Sunday at Soldier Field, and uh, the Bears have um, 
they are the uh, they are the favorites in that game. So we'll we'll see if that holds up. But I mean, there's a good chance for you to get back in a in a winning uh, a category, and and hopefully, um, you know, they they do that right away. But you, there's a lot to work on. I mean, there's plenty on that tape to to be worried about. Yeah, and I think that you know, with the win last week. I think we had some rose-covered gla- uh, covered glasses as well. Yes. Colored glasses, excuse me. Yes. Um, because, you know, it was tough to really evaluate the team with the weather conditions and just how that game unfolded and the second half being, you know, a complete monsoon at the end when, when the 49ers were trying to come back. But, yeah, this is a game against a Houston te- Texans team that, you know, isn't very good as well. Let's see what they how, see how they match up against a bottom third team. There you go. <laughs> so the bottom third, two bottom just, third teams going against each other and see if we can be at the top of that. You just scared the heck out of me with that comment, <laughs> frankly. Hopefully there'll be more more catches for Cole Komet. Yes. Uh, and Darnell uh, Mooney. Yeah, there you go. Well, at least Darnell Mooney's caught a ball. That's true. Uh, let's try John. John's listening on the Odyssey app. He's down in Dallas. Hey, John. Hey, guys. Enjoying the show. Let me get my three quick points out. First of all, go back and look at the tape. The game is being, re- being evaluated wrong. They did not pass, did not pass one time on first down in the first half. Not one time. Rodgers rolled out more than Fields did. We kept Fields in the pocket. And then my last point, why in the world with three minutes to go in a game is he pat in the back pass and getting a chance to get hurt? Get hurt. And when he ain't passed all game but 7 of 11, why is he passing with three minutes and we down, what, 14, 17 points? 17, mm-hmm. I think. That's, that's, yeah. that's inexcusable. He could get hurt. That well, don't make I mean, any sense. The idea is to win, and, you know, if you if you somehow I, – I hear you. It's, it's, it's two touchdowns plus, and it's a big ask. But I suppose, you know, yeah, I, I – I, I mean, the only thing that happened is he threw a pick and it ruined his uh, his his quarterback, quarterback rating. <laughs> but I don't think it was too good before the pick, frankly. Right? No, it, no, it wasn't. And he just you know, I I don't mind him passing late in the game. Just get rid of yeah. the ball and just get more attempts. You, uh, you know, you're seeing a different defense. It's going to be more a prevent defense, but just get more attempts out there. But um, yeah, it's just what you have to do. You you got to try to fight to win the game. You never know what's going to happen. You have to preach that to your players. You can't give up on them. Just keep calling, calling what you're calling. I I don't have a problem with that. But John, you had a good point that you know they rolled Aaron Rodgers out more than they did Justin Fields. But yes, he only had 11 pass attempts. But I want to see more of him on the move. I really do. I just don't think feel like we're seeing that. And as many times as we ran the ball, I just well we were in position of third and eight, third and nine. You, your play action is really not going to help that much in that situation. But you know some of those some of those times I wish I wish they would run some more play action pass off that off that run game that was very dominant today for the Bears. 312-644-6767. We're going to uh we're gonna be right back. You're listening to the post game show on the score. You know, in regards to the, the challenge that we had uh, on the uh you know in the red area there on fourth and one, you know, we thought we had a good look at it, so we made the challenge. Uh they thought otherwise, and that's the way it goes sometimes. Uh but we thought that was the best play we had at that point right there for us to score. And if we score there, it's a different ballgame. It's a one-score game at that point, and we still got a chance right there to win. We're back with more of the Scores Bears postgame show with Mully from the Mully and Haw Show and former Bears long-snapping Ironman Patrick Manley on Sports Radio 670, The Score, Chicago's home for Bears fans, always live on the free Odyssey app. 
It is indeed the postgame show with Patrick. That was Matt Eberflus, and he didn't really get into the whole shotgun, but he said that they thought that was the best play and that if they score there, um, they had a chance to win. Do you, do you agree with him? If they score there, do they have a chance to win? For sure. Yeah. I, you know, anything can happen when you get that what's a, would have been a seven-point game. But I think I read a quote, too, from Matt Eberflus that he said what they were trying to do on that play was overload the box with more blockers. So if you have the quarterback have the ball, you know, then they'll have more blockers there instead of having to hand it off to uh, David Montgomery or whatever. But I still would have liked to have a fullback back there and then line up under center and then just kind of run it that way. But, um, they, you know, I – could they have could they have won? Sure, they could have won. Would they have won? I I doubt it. Just the way that the Packers were playing, I think they could have kind of run out the clock with the way they were running the ball. And I just I I, I don't. It would have been exciting. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it would have been exciting if they would have scored. But I don't think they would have won the game. Could they have? Yes. Yeah, I I just think though that it's a it's a strain. I mean, if you if you line up and you say, okay, you know this is the game. You you try to stop us, and we we have the we have the added benefit of knowing the snap count mm-hmm. of of having you know the quarterback an inch from the goal line. I don't know. I I mean I, I I've just seen too many. I just I hate that shotgun, and it, <laughs> and I'll tell you what I would have hated it even more if they'd thrown the ball there when they did in the whole game. So did did do you think Green Bay really thought that they were gonna? spread them out, and I, I don't know. I, I think that's nuts. Yeah, I just, you know, I, there's a better call there. I don't know what it is exactly, but there's a better call there. I just, you know, you see it all, all every Sunday that the teams will make that call and it doesn't work out. They just, I, right. it just, it's something, you know, all of us as fans see it and talk about it and you just wish it wouldn't happen. What was your, um, what was your least favorite moment in the game? Because uh, for me, it was that the minute they lined up in the shotgun, I just threw my hands up. It just frustrated me. I think everybody did in Chicago. I guarantee yeah. you a lot of the bars, everybody's put their hands on their head and like, what? Is that what? because of last year? I mean, are we are we looking, are we judging this group based on a previous administration? Oh, I think it's, I think there's like a, the hangover effect or whatever you want to call it. Sure. Yeah. I think it's okay. still there, honestly. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that, that just... Uh... Yeah. But again, if it would have worked, then you're like, okay, well, maybe he's got something figured out. But it didn't work, and that's the unfortunate thing. That I just it would have made it a much more exciting game going down in the fourth quarter. I totally agree. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. That is the telephone number. Uh, let's see, we've got uh, we've got uh, Matt. Matt is in Beverly. Hey, Matt. Hey guys. A um, couple things. Yeah, I thought. Overall, I actually thought the game plan from the coaching staff was pretty sound. Um, you know, I think it swung on a couple plays uh, late in the first half. When they had that, when Green Bay had that second and 28, and they threw oh, the screen God. pass, yeah. the whole oh. stadium knew they were throwing it. And then Gordon, I think number six, came running up and picked the side, and then they picked up, I think, 25 yards on it. Then they got the first down and went in to score a touchdown before the half. Um, you know, they were very conservative on defense again. Um, but, you know, some of the players just didn't make plays. They're inexperienced, and they're just not as good as the Packers. I don't think you can, you know, you do the best you can. Offensively, very conservative. I would have liked to have seen Fields roll out a lot more, too. But, uh, you know, that play, the shotgun play, obviously, I think they should have quarterback snuck it. Tom Brady's made a career of that. But 
through it all after all of that, uh, you know, they had the chance to cut it to a seven-point game with seven or eight minutes left. And, you know, for a team that had an experience on the road against a Super Bowl contender, you know, I don't think they – I don't think it was too bad a game. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of games like that. So, Yeah, um, you know, I, I can understand why you say that, but, but you got to remember, you know, Green Bay is going to – presumably improve as the year goes on, right? They're going to get Bakhtiari back, who's one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL, a great left tackle. They're going to have presumably the younger receivers not running into a snap or, <laughs> you know, the, learning to play and becoming more dangerous as the quarterback learns to trust them. So I think they're going to be a better team. That, you know, they're they're – they're trying to win now. They've been 13-3 and three for a few straight years, and they, they, they're looking at the playoffs and what they're going to do then. They're not, they're not like the Bears. They're not building something with an if come. And, you know, one of the things that scares me, Pat, is once injuries hit, and they inevitably will, if, if, if your roster isn't talented, oh boy, there's a, huge, there's a chasm. There's a big drop. It's going to be – yeah, they have to stay healthy to stay competitive. Yeah. That yeah. that's a great point because if there are, you, you know, think about the defensive backfield. They've got you know the young guys back there. Kendall Vildor is another young guy. Any of those guys go down, you've got guys that that, that aren't as good as them, and that it, it, it just that 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 is a very scary point to have that happen. But you know the, the caller there, Matt, you you asked me about the worst moment. Yeah, that fourth down play was a bad moment. But I, yeah. I honestly, he brought it up the second and twenty eight. That to yep. me was the worst moment for me because that kind of summed up this this defensive play. You 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 got yourself an opportunity to get off the field, and then all of a sudden, you've got missed tackles, bad angles by everybody, and that just summed up the, what the uh, Packers offense was doing to the Bears defense. And you can't have that. You you work where they got a sack to get to second twenty eight, yes, and you yes. you let them convert that into a first down in points. That that's yeah. that was that was my worst moment. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that that um. You know, I gotta say, it, it is um, it, it is really um, it, it, when you when you just think about the entirety of the game. To me, it's worrisome that if you're gonna miss tackles and get bad, if it, like running running the football is something that you, you know, I get it. If the, if teams are running between the twenties, you know, it happens, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's this defense is going to allow a certain amount of that. But when a team announces that, hey, we're going to run the ball, and then they leave tire marks on you, that that's pretty upsetting. That's, that's not, not good. good. That, that, that no. front seven, they're not going to have fun meetings tomorrow. No. There's, you know, because you got to rewind it for the left defensive end, the left defensive So you're rewinding that over and over and over and over, and you're going to see all those missed tackles, guys getting run over, bad angles. That's going to leave a bad taste in your mouth. And that's something, too, that Eberflus talked about this week in his press conferences that, you know, to me, the tackling was improved last week compared to the uh, the year prior. But to him, it's not up to his standard, which I like. He's setting such a high standard. And he talked about telling the guys, we've got to improve our tackling. We have to improve our tackling. And they go out there and have a performance like this after he preached that all during the week. Yeah, yeah, that that um, that is upsetting. I, and I think that they, you know, we played that Alan Williams quote from earlier in the week about not – you know, drinking the Kool-Aid and not believing. I mean, you know, this is a team because of everything that that we've talked about, the construction of the roster, the the number of guys that they are 
um, that they are still paying that are not in the program anymore, the way they're cleaning up the salary cap and the amount of money they'll have to invest next year. Nonetheless, this is a team that that doesn't have a lot of, of front line. They're going to have to be really sound and really fundamentally good if they're going to be able to do some of this stuff because, you know, there's a lot of guys that, that you would rely upon that aren't here. And um, and you've made those decisions, and I have no problem with it. And mm-hmm. they, you know, they've done what they they wanted to do with that. But you know that 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 makes it even more important to be about as fundamentally good a football team as you can be. And that means that means no penalties. Yes. That means that means just making basic plays. You don't have to be. You know, the, the whole the whole point of the defense is to be simple. And to and to not be complicated, but to to just do the simple things right. Yeah, yeah, and you just, like you know the way I put it, you have to play a clean game. Yes, you have to correct. not drop balls. Cole Komet can't drop a ball on first down and ten. It should have been second, second and four, or second and five, or whatever right. it was. Pringle jumps off sides. A wide receiver jumps off sides. I think it was going to be on a run play. Yeah. Um, you know, and then they you know they're giving up sacks, which. It's going to happen to these young tackles. Larry Borum gave up and gave up one. I, I kind of gave his praises a little bit in the pregame. I thought he took a little step back this week. Um, but you, you have to play a clean game, and then you have to stay injury-free with this team, with this talent they have. And it's not going to happen. But we talked about it too in the pregame that we, you know, how do how do you defi- uh, excuse me? How do you define success for this team as the year goes on? Yeah. Wins and losses is probably number one, right? But that's not the true evaluation to me with this roster. To me, I want to see growth each week. So Kyler Gordon went out and played a terrible game. I want to see how he responds against the Texans. You know, I want to see uh, Larry Borum perform better than he did this week, get back to the way he played the first week. I want to see the, the young guys improve. I want to see Braxton Jones get better each week. I want to see uh, Justin Fields, number one. That's the number one player you want to see get better. As Justin yep. Fields progress, and I don't think we saw that today. No, he, he took a step back, mm-hmm. too. Uh, I mean, you know, here's the thing his numbers weren't that dissimilar to the numbers that he had in the first game, only that was a monsoon. And we forgave that because that was a monsoon. And, you know, I also thought that one of the things we talked about after the first game was the the, the touchdown pass to, uh, to Dante Pettis where he kept his head up, where mm-hmm. he took off, but he didn't. He kept his wits about him. He understood his positioning on the field, and he made a beautiful – pass across his body and, and uh, you know, to a wide open receiver, you know, it, it, at a moment earlier in that game, he's, he's, he's running and he's free and he's three yards beyond the line of scrimmage when he threw the football. Like, how are you <laughs> not aware? Know that. Yeah. He, you've got to know where the down, you begins. know, that in high school. Yes. <laughs> yes. That one, that was crazy. Yeah. That was just crazy. Could he have run that for the first down? You know, that's a good question. I, that's one of the I'm things. Trying to I recall, yeah, could he have just tuck that thing and gotten the yeah, first down with his legs? I don't know. He might have gotten a little greedy because yeah. he saw, you know, a wide open player. And hey, I'm going to make right. a completion. Yeah, <laughs> rarest of all plays. Yeah, <laughs> that's so mean. Uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, you know, it, it, these numbers are just—you're not going to win a lot of professional football games. I don't care. How um, I mean, maybe in the 1940s with uh, seven of 11 for 70 yards. Yeah, I mean that's that is really rough, and and I don't have all the the book in front of me, so I don't know how many plays they ran, how many um, 
you know, there, there, there were three sacks there. I, I, I mean, I, I don't ha- have everything in front of me, but that is pretty awful for a professional football game to have 11 total attempts. And, and 41, um, 41 total plays. 41 plays. Wow. Like 41 plays. That's, that's, I, I need to go back and look, you know, I know the average is 60 to 70, but 41 is, that's just, that's, that's abysmal. And then you look right. at the targets here. I mean, I know it's only 11, 11 passes, yeah. but Polkamet targeted once. Darnell Mooney targeted twice. Who was talked about all offseason who was going to have two, two players that were going to have breakout years? Yep. Komet and Mooney. And they yeah, just well, they haven't done anything the first two weeks. Darnell Mooney caught one pass for negative four yards. Yeah. I mean, that's the only pass he caught. Mm-hmm. You know what else bothered me? And, and maybe this is just me, but, but Rodgers got credit for a uh, touchdown on a running play to Aaron. Oh, Jones. the pass. Yeah. What was that? I guess that's a forward that, pass. That was not a forward <laughs> pass. That's a shovel pass. To me, that's a, that's a run. Yeah. That's, it's that's like a, a handoff. Yes. Who are we kidding? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. It'll be good to see Lovey, Pat. Can't good wait. To have Lovey. He's a good man. Good especially, man. Especially if he's bringing the Texans with him. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Bottom third team. Bears favored by three. There won't be many games. Nope. Where you where you where you have eleven pass attempts and then you're favored to win, but this is one of them, and here's hoping. Let's just hope we get to see a better Bears team next week against an inferior opponent compared Fair to the enough. 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. Yes, thank you, Patrick. I'll be on tomorrow morning. Uh, I believe it starts at five thirty. Get some like sleep. Yeah, I got to sleep quickly. And uh, are you on tomorrow? Or are you on Tuesday? I think I'm going to be on Tuesday and Fridays now. Still okay. working with Shane. Okay. Yeah. Yep. He'll he'll uh, he'll let he'll me know. Figure it out. Yeah. He'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Caesar. Thanks to Caesar for his hard work. Thanks to everybody for listening. And uh, I wish the news was better. Oh, but I know. God knows. Uh, you know, we'll be talking about one it. day. One day it will be Molly. One, one day, day it's going to flip for us. This rivalry is going to turn to us. It's going to happen. They'll take the north. and never give it one back. One day. Yes. Uh, just not now. <laughs> right. Let's get that straight. All right, 27-10, the Bears go down. We'll be talking about it. Uh, Stay tuned because we're going to have a ton of stuff. I think Studs is on from 3 to 5 a.m., and then Dustin will be on from 5 to 5.30, and then it's Mully and Haw, and that starts your your Bears Monday on The Score. Thanks again for listening. You're listening to The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 